it's never too early to sing some Christmas songs. So why don't you join us wherever you are? Sing joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Better. Yeah. 
Wow, 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 wow. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. What an amazing performance that was right there. What an amazing Christmas medley that was. And uh, I got to tell you, at the end there, when they were doing, and he shall reign forever. And you could see the passion coming out of their souls. I'm telling you, what a... What an amazing uh, Christmas medley that was. Um, and good morning to everybody. It is December 22nd, year of our Lord, 2023. And that means, folks, just three days left until the it's birth. December oh, hold on. We got a couple. 22nd. There we go. Year of our Lord. There we go. I don't need to hear the echo. Uh Three days left until we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. And um, the Christmas spirit, I can feel it. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Joe, can you feel it? Dimples, can you feel the Christmas spirit? Laser, what is that? Lazaro, Jarhead, Kong, Water Cop, can you feel that Christmas spirit yet? Well, folks, um, thank you very much for being here this morning. This is the last um, show, the last my last Live broadcast of Rise Up until Christmas. And um, I got to tell you, folks, uh, this year is special. This year is special probably because of the things that have happened lately in my life and others' lives around me, the miracles that we've seen. Oh, Vicky, Vicky A.W. just became a monthly rumble ranter. Wow. Thank you very much. Now, that's a Christmas present. That's a Christmas present. Thank you so much. Armilius, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Joe says, Ben in my heart. Susie says, I can feel it. Jeremy, I love the background scenes for the holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Are you doing a Christmas rise up? No. No, I'm not. Um, I don't think my family would, uh, would appreciate that too much. Um, not that they would be mad at me. I'm out there spreading the gospel, but... Uh, Definitely not. I just subscribed as a Christmas gift to me. Now that, now that is the Christmas spirit. Um, you guys, I'd like to ask for prayers for Scott Poole. Uh, Scott Poole going in for a heart cath procedure this morning. And uh, Scott, if you're listening, God bless you, man. Uh, I've been in tears for five, six days now. Tears of joy, tears of happiness, tears of uh you know, family coming together, tears of thankfulness to God. I was crying this morning, as you could probably already see. Uh, so we just want to say thank you so very much uh, for your um, your brotherhood in Christ uh, to, to, so that we have somebody out there that we can, uh, that, that knows that we're praying for them uh, when they're going through their issues and that we know that you're praying for us when we're going through our issues. So a big blessing to Scott. Now everybody wants to know how mom's doing, how uh, Mama Hip Hop Patriot is doing. Uh, she's doing, she's doing a lot better. Um, we still have not. Her pneumonia has still not subsided enough to you know, diagnose and determine what the the mass is that is uh, that they found. You know when they did the um, the CAT scan. So. You know, uh, we're hoping that she can come home tomorrow uh, with oxygen just so she has it here. The nurses will be coming and checking on her periodically, maybe a couple times a week. 
but she'll be right here attached to the studio building, uh, which is, you know, we're here all day. My, my, my wife and children are in and out all day. Um, she is holding conversation fine. Actually, when we went there last night, um, she was sitting, you know, in the hospital bed and she, uh, she kind of had her, her, her feet up, like her knees up, uh, which she could have never done the other day, you know, so she's definitely a lot better. Um, and, you know, I want to I want to say thank you to the hospital. Thank you to the doctors and the nurses there. They're doing a, a great job. And, you know, I'll just pray for pray for all healing and restoration. Right. For my mom and for everyone else. Jeremy, listen to Julie Green's stream from this morning. She was praying for your mom. I'm definitely going to go back because I told my mom that the Julie Green ministry army was definitely uh, keeping her in their prayers because Chris had said so. And that's wonderful. So we're going to go. And we're going to watch that. If anybody's got a timestamp for that, I'll play it during today's show. If anybody can go back and timestamp when that is in the show, uh, I will definitely bring it up and play it during the show. Um, so, again, folks, you know, it's all about hope, right? Okay, T. Mitchell. Okay, definitely. Um, it's all about hope. Hope, hope, hope. And I can see Julie had a great prayer for her. And I have so much hope for her ministries and Chris and what they're doing in their family. Uh, it's truly great to see so many people out here speaking about God uh, so publicly and loudly and unapologetically and, and just with, with love and passion. Um, Scotty, heading up to Dallas tomorrow to be with Jennifer and my father. Merry Christmas to you and Sabrina and the children uh, with a donation of 20 bucks. And he's already given us a Christmas present. Uh, we're going to be praying for you, Scotty, uh, in your travels and everybody's travels for the holiday season. And uh, I know it's going to be special and, 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 a, and a very special blessing of a Christmas this year because we know we're heading into some dark times. But we know that spring and rebirth of America is coming and rebirth of the Christian spirit in this country is coming. Vicki, a gift to you and Eli. You guys are a gift to us, Eli. She donated 100 bucks. Well, you know what, Eli and Liz and myself and my wife, we're getting together the day after Christmas for our Christmas. So maybe in, your, in, in, in the honor of the uh, LFA family, uh, maybe we'll go and um, maybe we'll bring some food to the homeless shelter uh, the day after Christmas and a donation. How about that? In honor of the LFA family. Uh, me and my family are going to be doing a lot of that um, in 2024 anyway. So we were just looking how we could add to our uh, gospel spreading and looking how we were how we could add to to our roles as Christians in America, and my daughter and I said last night that we were going to do um, weekly visits to the uh, soup kitchen, which is near our home, um, and just bring cards of encouragement with inspirational uh, verses on them. You know, maybe you know gift cards. Maybe we'll buy a bunch of gift cards from the Slurp Fund. Um, if you guys allow like $10 gift cards to like Dunkin' Donuts and stuff like that, slip them in there just so that the, uh, people lining up at the homeless shelter, which there's a lot more now than there ever was before Eli it's, I went by the other day and it's, it's truly sad. Um, you know, maybe just go and give them a little extra hope other than just a meal that they get there, you know, that somebody's praying for them. And that's kind of what this is all about. Hope, right? It's bringing some tears to my eyes. Just thinking about it. Um, this country needs hope, folks. This country needs a lot of hope. And you drive around your neighborhoods, you drive around your cities, and you'll see that there's hopelessness everywhere, godlessness everywhere. And 
Like I'm to the point in my walk with Jesus now where that kind of hopelessness and godlessness that I see, uh, even though other people might be um, in love with their sin and in love with the worldly things and they have no desire whatsoever for God, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. As a matter of fact, I read a message from my sister, one of my sisters to my mother yesterday as I was, she was having me read some things in her phone and I just happened to read from one of my sisters said, and he needs to shut his mouth about effing God too. He thinks he's better than everybody else. Now, a few years ago, seeing that, I would have been very upset and I probably would have, uh, you know, had an argument with one of my friends or family for saying that. And when I saw that last night, I, my heart hurt for her. It really did. Because that is them rebelling against their consciousness and rebelling against the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you see the good in these people, you know, and my heart hurts for them. And just like the people that I see at the homeless shelter, just like the people I see at the food shelter and the people that I see that are, you know, the same druggies that I saw 20 years ago on the streets still being druggies. It's like, man, do it, does it hurt? Uh, wow. $50 donation. Jump off. And I want to add to the blessings to the homeless shelter. Look at that, folks. And Arthur, my aunt was going to die for double pneumonia a few years ago. The doctors tried ivermectin. She went home and three days later, Anna and I have to work on the holidays. Last been with the family for Christmas 2018. Wow. Well, Arthur, you've been doing a great job for this country down there. You've been doing a great job for your communities as well. And we appreciate you being here every day. Um, Folks, I am fasting right now as well. Um, My sister's name is Crystal. So if you guys can please pray for her. That would be wonderful. Yes, uh, I just saw the fasting in the chat. Yes, I'm fasting right now and praying for this nation to have hope, praying for our nations, uh, our leaders in our nation, whether they're selected or elected, to stop fighting and come together so that we can have hope under God. Like that would be, um, that would be truly amazing if we could have, if we could usually really become united again. Oh, Diana, thank you very much for the shelter. We'll make sure they get it. Arthur now, a monthly Rumble Rancher for the shelter. That's what it is. It's to bring hope. And folks, that's what we need to do, hope. So I am fasting to bring hope back to this country right now. I am fasting today to bring hope to Donald Trump and his family while they're being attacked. I'm fasting to bring hope to the people that are attacking Donald Trump so they might see that there is something better, something brighter, something bigger than what they're doing and their selfishness and their godlessness. I want to lift up everybody in this country to see and feel hope once again because hope is lost in so many people's lives, so many nations, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer right now during this fast and let us pray for hope. Lord and Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, also known as Yeshua, also known as Emmanuel, also known as the Savior of this world, the Son of Man, the Son of God, who came and gave everything, more than we could ever imagine, so that we didn't have to have no hope, 
so that he would give us joy and peace and hope and, 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 and gratitude and thankfulness and, and patience and long-suffering, the nine fruits of the Spirit, so that we could give others that, so that we could bring that Spirit, that fruit to others and give them hope. Lord, I look around, I see so much hopelessness, and it breaks my heart to see that people have no hope. You are the great hope. You are the new hope to people's lives who had none before. And I just don't understand, God, how anybody could live with no real hope. And I thank you for giving me hope. Because without hope, there's nothing. So thank you for that, Lord. And please help us bring hope into the people in our lives that have none and that, ha- and that have no desire to know who you are. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So yeah, it has been a rough couple weeks, um, folks, but guess what? It's also been an amazing and blessing-filled couple of weeks. Julie's Prayer of Healing and Restoration, timestamp 101. Is that one minute and one second or one hour and one minute if you guys could let me know that would be great uh duke 50 dollars donation eli keep spreading that gospel hope up it's exactly right folks hope we all need it we all need it so i want to go if i could to the description of today's show One hour. Okay, one hour and one minute. Okay, one hour and one second. All right, we'll get there just here in a minute. Hope. It's one of those things that most people just don't have anymore. Hope is special and it comes from God. A nation that is unified under God has hope in abundance. And people are naturally positive wherever you go. Rachel says, my dad is going to die and my mom is in the hospital. Rachel, I'm so sorry. Everyone, please pray for healing and restoration for her dad and her mother as well. Rachel, we're praying for you too. Hope is on the way. A nation or home without hope is sad and lonely and doomed for destruction. Hope is a highway, a highway to heaven. John said, my sister passed away yesterday. She spent 14 days with no food or water in hospice. Man. It is, folks, with seeing all of this right here, Ruth, Jeremy, could you please pray for me? I'm having a very bad dizzy spell. Lord and Heavenly Father, bring hope and restoration to all of these folks right now. In all of these trials, we know that there's hope in you. Even if everything is fading and failing here, there is hope in you, Lord, and we pray. We pray that people can look to you for that hope today. Thank you, Chris, from God from God to use as he directs at his will. Thank you so much. We pray for you. Yes, that's right. We pray for your balance. Hope is a highway, ladies and gentlemen, a highway to heaven. So join me today. Well, here's what we're going to do. 
We're going to go to a video, and then we're going to read from this book right here, Understanding the 66 Books of the Bible. And this is a book that we started reading the other day. We read Mark, and we're going to go on, and we're going to read more of the Gospels, Understanding the Gospels. But before we do, I want to jump right to Ray Comfort, because you know what Ray Comfort does, folks? Ray Comfort is great at bringing hope, isn't he? Ray Comfort is great at bringing hope to the LFA family because he's got such a smoothing and soothing way about him. So, folks, let's take this minute right here. It is Friday, and let's go to our one and only Ray Comfort, the man, the myth, the legend himself. But what a great spread, uh, spreader of the gospel he is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to Ray Comfort right now, and let's get some hope and some smiles because I think we all need it today leading up to Christmas. Recently, one of our chickens in our coop identified as a rooster. He crowed. Then we found out that two more were roosters, which meant they were going to have to go to heaven. But then I heard that a local woman saved roosters. When I called her, she said she already had 200, but would take ours. While I was on the phone, I told her about our YouTube channel. She wasn't a Christian, and that night she actually watched Crazy Bible. When we met, I found out that her assistant was a Christian already watched our channel. And you watch our channel? Uh, we do. Oh, that's mm. wonderful. <laughs> that's one of our roosters. And this is Debbie. This channel. is the rooster lady. Yes, and I shared the story with her, and she says, oh, I know him. I'm yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. When she picked up our birds, I was surprised that they were so passive, because one of them was quite nasty. This one. Oh. Hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Look at it, it looks like a dahlia flower. And that's a male? Yes, it is. Can you get females like that? Mm -hmm. When I asked Deb to come on camera and talk about her beliefs, she said she would and began by talking about Crazy Bible. Make sure you watch this video till the end because I asked Debbie if she'd like a special gift and she didn't seem to want it at first, but when she saw what it was, she said it was awesome. Well, they were pretty convinced in their belief system of being atheist and then, well, somehow they changed that afterwards. So I thought that was interesting. I liked all the little Shazams. You did? <laughs> yeah, I did. Although I'm likely to get Shazammed here myself. You believe in God? I believe there's something. So what's going to happen to you after you die? Not quite reincarnation, but you come back as something. Maybe I'll be a plant. Maybe I'll be a chicken. And you know, know what the Bible says? It says it's appointed to man once to die, and after this, the judgment. So how are you going to do on judgment day? Did you pass the test, the Ten Commandments? I'm not sure that I would 100% pass. I think, though, that I would get some leeway for all the good stuff I tried to do. So my good would definitely outweigh the bad. Now you've broken the commandments, you've lied and stolen like everyone else, oh, is that sure. right? Yes, yes. What about using God's name in vain? Oh my, yes. Have you ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? Yes. Saying that God is paying you in death for your sins. Right. Like a judge looks at a criminal who keeps saying, I'm a good person. The law has changed over the years. He says, I'm gonna show you how serious your murder is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. Yeah. This is what you're being paid. And Deb, sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. You don't realize this, but I love you. I don't want you to end up in hell. The Bible says <laughs> all liars are of their part in the lake of fire. Oh, that, wow. that horrifies that means me. all of us are there. That, there's, that means there's nobody left. I'm just not sure on this whole thing. Well, hold up because there's an answer to that. All of us have sinned, all of us die. All of us are in big trouble. The Bible tells us God is rich in mercy and he sent a savior. Now you've heard of Jesus yeah, dying on the cross. Yep. Now most people have, but they haven't heard of this. And Deb, if you can get a grip of this, it's gonna stop all the confusion for you. So stay with me, don't let any roosters distract you. Yeah, okay. Let them I'll awaken try. you like they awakened Peter. 
The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law, Jesus paid the fine. That's what happened on that cross. That's why he said, it is finished just before he died. He was saying, paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone else pays those fines. He'll say, someone's paid your fine, you're out of here, and it's legal. Well, God can legally dismiss your case because of what Jesus did on the cross, who then rose from the dead and defeated death. And all you have to do to find everlasting life according to the Bible is repent of your sins and trust alone in Jesus. Don't trust your goodness and don't trust your good works. I'll tell you why. If you're in a court of law and you've committed a serious crime and you say, Judge, I know I'm guilty, I robbed the bank, shot a guard and he died, but I want to tell you this, I do a lot of good things. The judge is going to say, what are you talking so about? What? He's going to say, so what? Because he says, I'm not here to judge you on the good things, I'm here to judge you on your crimes. That's how justice works. So it's not going to work in a court of law, man's court of law, it's not going to work on judgment day. Deb, simply trust in Jesus. Don't trust your goodness, trust in Jesus. That's what the Bible says. And the minute you do that, God promises he'll give you everlasting life as a free gift, not because you're good, but because he's good and kind and rich in mercy. How do you not know that Jesus isn't a false idol? How you're supposed to be worshiping God, not worshiping Jesus. Boy, or if you're Catholic, Mary and what, Mary, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, yeah. or, you know, Allah, or whichever. They don't believe, some of those other religions don't believe in that specific word, but they are truly trying to live their best, you know, life, and they're honoring their uh, creator. If you study all those great religions, the big religions, you'll find they believe in one thing, and that is they think they can earn eternal life by their religious works. Yeah. Praying, fasting, repentance, good works. And the thing that makes the difference is the understanding that God's a judge and we've broken his law. So anything you offer in the area of good works is an attempt to bribe the judge of the universe. Got it. And God won't be bribed. He made a way for us to be forgiven by sending a savior. And that savior was sent for all mankind. Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Catholics, anybody, even atheists, if they just repent, trust in Jesus, God will give me everlasting life because of his amazing grace. Do you remember the words of amazing grace? Oh, how sweet the sound. That uh, saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Well, grace came through Jesus. So that's what the Bible says. Here's your choice. You can die in your sins, or be religious and die in your sins, or trust in Jesus, God's given savior to humanity. And he promises everlasting life to all those who repent and trust in him. And the way to find out if it's true is just do what the Bible says. And if you repent and trust in Jesus, God will make you brand new on the inside. You'll be born again with a new heart and new desires. So you love righteousness and you love the God that gave you life. So are you going to think about what we talked about today? Sure, I'll think about it. Are you earnest about where you're going to spend eternity or are you flippant? Do you think this is important? Well, I'm not flipping. I'm just not sure of my what I where exactly I am in the whole scale of things. Okay, but, uh, may I pray with you? Let's pray. <laughs> Father, I thank you that Debbie and I met. Thank you for her open heart. And I pray today she can come to know you, whom to know is life eternal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I give you a Bible called the Evidence Bible? Maybe. Yeah, I'll go and get it and give it to you. Okay. okay. So, you already have an evidence Bible? We do. We have one in our home. We're going to give one to Debbie. Oh, fantastic. I think it's wonderful. There you are. Oh, that's pretty. Awesome. Real quick, here are three things to help you grow in your faith. The Living Waters Podcast, the Evidence Study Bible, 200 of the most commonly asked questions of the Christian faith, and much more, the Starter Kit, Four of the most popular gospel tracks available at livingwaters.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you get those starter kits, they're a really good way for you to spread the gospel. That is what that is what Ray and the team 
want you to do. They want you to buy those starter kits and then use them to spread the gospel. And I think next year, if we can afford to, if we have anything extra in the budget, we're going to buy a bunch of them to help their ministry. And then we are going to help our ministry by getting that out there to eventually help the people hear the word of God. So, you know, we have a lot of, um, uh, yeah, I know ZBM. I know we have a lot of plans for 2024 and, uh, you know, God is in all of them, right? God is in all of them. We have a country to save. We have people to help save. Um, so, uh, I want to go ahead and read from the book now, the understanding the 66 books of the Bible. And like I said, we read from Mark the other day. Now we're going to read from Matthew. And what this does is it just gives quick uh, explanations, um, not not explanations, but quick like overview of the book, Um, you know, where it was written, who it was written by, you know, what it focuses on in this book. And like I said, we did Mark the other day. I want to do Matthew today, okay? L. Jacob says, I just got raised Bible, and I love it. That's incredible. Awesome. I want to do Matthew today. Then we're going to go and we're going to uh, watch that clip from Julie Green praying for my mom, which is just incredibly beautiful and wonderful. And then we're going to come back, see another video, read a little bit more, and then we'll close it out for the day. Sound good? All right. Whenever Jesus passes by, lives are changed. Take, for example, the tax collector known as Matthew. One day, he was sitting in his tax booth when Jesus happened to just walk by, right? Jesus just happened to, right? Looked him in the eye and said, follow me. Matthew 9, 9. Just that quickly, Matthew left all, rose up, and followed him. Luke 5, 29. Matthew later wrote the first gospel, an account of the words and works of Jesus, penned for his fellow Jews, probably between A.D. 50 and And 60. So that is 50 or 60 years after Jesus died. Matthew penning the gospel to Jewish brothers and sisters. The gospel of Matthew had one overriding purpose. To demonstrate that the carpenter from Nazareth was the long-awaited Messiah, Christ the anointed one. Matthew packed his gospel with Old Testament links, quoting and alluding to the Old Testament more than any other New Testament writer. He wanted to show the link to prophecy and fulfillment because he was writing to his Jewish brothers and sisters. His gospel is wholly cut from Jewish cloth. Yet it's a garment for Jews and Gentiles alike. 
Matthew began his book with the visit of the Gentile Magi at the birth of Christ and concluded his gospel with the commission to make disciples of all nations. Matthew, which is structured around five major discourses of Jesus, emphasizes the kingdom of heaven, our Lord's role as Messiah, the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies, and the worldwide nature of the gospel. As the promised one, Jesus is worthy of our hope. As Messiah, he is worthy of our trust. And as king, he is worthy of our devotion. And as savior, he, his name should be proclaimed to all the earth. And lo, he is with us even to the end of the age. Key thought. Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham, is the Messiah, the King of Israel, the Savior of the world. Key verses. Matthew 6, 13 through 16. He asked his disciples, saying, who, 16, 13 through 16, excuse me. He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The key action, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Key prayer, may may my life reflect the glory of your name. I really enjoy this book so much so much. It's by David Jeremiah. It's called uh, Understanding the 66 Books of the Bible. Dr. David Jeremiah. Um, I think this book is really incredible because it really does hit the nail on the head about who they're writing to, when they wrote it, why they're writing it, and what God um, used them for, what they were. And what a great way to to describe something. So I am now going to go and... um, I'm going to go find that video from from Julie. Let's see here. One second. Uh, Two hours ago. And let's go to one hour. And one second. How about I will we'll go back a little bit, obviously. So we got some sound here. Perfect. Um your kidneys. I'm speaking life into your pancreas. I'm speaking life into your gallbladder. I'm speaking life into your colon and in your digestive system. I'm speaking life into people and in, in the woman's product, their, their reproduction organs. I'm speaking life into your uterus. I'm speaking life in the name of Jesus Christ. Where there was death, there is now life. Because the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is rising up on the inside of you, and it is destroying the curse of the law. So we thank you, Father God, that they are redeemed. And we thank you what it says in, 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 in uh, 2 Peter chapter 2 and 24, that by Jesus' stripes, they are healed now. And so we thank you for your miracle-working power to work on the inside of them right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, that your glory is touching them. I thank you, Father God, where there was mourning, where there was depression, 
where there was weariness, where there was frustration, where there was doubt. I think it's where there was back a little bit. Who will not take their life? You do not have power over the name of Jesus. So I'm speaking life into every cell. I'm speaking life into every molecule. I'm speaking life into your bones. I'm speaking life into your blood. I'm speaking life into your heart. I'm speaking life into your brain. I'm speaking life into your kidneys. I'm speaking life into your pancreas. I'm speaking life into your gallbladder. I'm speaking life into your colon and in your digestive system. I'm speaking life into... People and, and the woman's product, their, their reproduction organs. I'm speaking. So it was before one minute or one hour and one minute. Three, what you have once put off, Jesus has made you free. If you need freedom in your body, if you need freedom in your finances, if you need freedom in your mind because you're being tortured in your mind, I want you to keep saying, I am free right now. I am free, I am Father free. God. I thank you that this is the year of 2023. Amen. And I thank you that I am free. And I want you to keep saying it. I don't care how many days are left. I don't care. I don't care if you keep saying it in 2024. You keep saying, I am free now in Jesus' name. I am free because now. Because faith is now. Amen. So I want to pray over each and every one of you right now. Heavenly Father, no matter what is gone, going on in their life, no matter if it's sickness and disease, no matter if it's financial depression or lack or poverty, no matter if it is fear or doubt or worry and unbelief, no matter what the enemy is trying to do, no matter what the lies and deception he's trying to put in these people with any type of thing, Father God, we thank you that even with doctor's reports, we know that those things are facts. We know that those things are real, but we know that you are more real, that your truth destroys every fact. So right now, by the blood of Jesus and the authority of that name, we thank you that every knee must bow. So I command that spirit of death over you. I command you, you are released from your assignments. I command life into their bodies right now. I command that cancer, you get out of their body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You will not take their life. You do not have power over the name of Jesus. So I'm speaking life into every cell. I'm speaking life into every molecule. I'm speaking life into your bones. I'm speaking life into your blood. I'm speaking life into your heart. I'm speaking life into your brain. I'm speaking life into your kidneys. I'm speaking life into your pancreas. I'm speaking life into your gallbladder. I'm speaking life into your colon and in your digestive system. I'm speaking life into people and, and the woman's product their, their reproduction organs i'm speaking life into your uterus i'm speaking life in the name of jesus christ where there was death there is now life because the resurrection power of jesus christ is rising up on the inside of you and it is destroying the curse of the law so we thank you father god that they are redeemed and we thank you what it says in and uh second peter chapter 2 and 24 that by jesus stripes they are healed now. And so we thank you for your miracle working power to work on the inside of them right now in Jesus name. And I thank you, Father God, that your glory is touching them. I thank you, Father God, where there was warning, where there was depression, where there was weariness, where there was frustration, where there was doubt, where there was unbelief. I call joy into their life right now in Jesus' name because the joy of the Lord is their strength. I'm calling peace, which passes all understanding. I thank you that they have the mind of Christ and that no matter what Satan was trying to do in their mind, they have a sound mind. God has not given you a spirit of fear, 
but a power of an assigned a sound mind. And I command fear, you shut your mouth right now in Jesus' name. And I command that they are free because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And so we thank you, Father God, for your miracle working power to touch each and every one of them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Amen. And Father God, I thank you for that. Right now, if, if it, is, it is you, the Lord is saying something about lungs. Right now, he's bringing up lungs to me. So if you have a problem with your lungs, whether it's a COPD, whether you, if you were struggling with pneumonia, wow. no matter if you, uh, uh, um, I'm also hearing like a clot in the lung. Wow. No matter what this is, wow. I command it in the name of Jesus. I command these lungs to be sound and wow. free and clear in Jesus' name. I command life. I command oxygen to flow through these lungs. And I command these lungs. I command that tumor or whatever it is. I command you to wither up and die and dissipate in the name of Jesus. And whoever has pneumonia, I command all of that to be cleared out of those lungs and that they are miraculously breathing freely, Father God, because you have given them the breath of life. So I thank you, Father God, right now. And there is somebody also, you having a problem. It's like uh, something wrong with a left kidney. I don't wow. know if you're in kidney failure or there's something wrong with your kidney. It's giving you a lot of pain right now. That pain is going. I want you to put your hand right there. And I right now in the name of Jesus, I command that pain to dissipate and I command life into that kidney. I command that kidney. You live in the name of Jesus and you function the way God has designed you to function. Also, there is somebody else right now who has been trying for years you have a baby and you have not been able to have one. You've been, you've been, the doctors are giving you no hope. Well, I command life into your uterus right now. Wow. I command life into your ovaries and all your eggs. I command life in the name of Jesus. And I command that you are fertile and that you will have a child and as many children as you want. And I thank you, Father God, for opening that womb. Just like you opened up Sarah's. There is nothing impossible to you and for you. And I proclaim life into your uterus right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. Wow. Great, great prayer from Miss Julie Green, Julie Green Ministries. Um, she's got a she's got a gift, folks. She's got a gift. And um Wow, she hit the nail on the head there, didn't she? I'm going to show that to my mother. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Chris. Uh, you keep doing what you, you guys are doing because you're truly making a difference. God bless you both. Wow. Wow. And I hope that touched everybody. I really do. I hope everybody that needed to hear that heard that. Um, okay. All right. Hard to get back on track after that one, but I was just talking. I really do. Oh, hold on. I hope everybody that needed to hear that. We uh, let's get back on track with the hope, because I'll tell you what, if that wasn't hopeful, I don't know what was Amen. what a great, great group of God fearing Christians we have on this rumble platform and big shout out to rumble too. you know, Eli, they'll feature you doing a podcast about Jesus like YouTube would ever do that, you know. So we were just reading in this six understanding the 66 books about hope, right, and about um about Matthew, and I'll tell you what, I've got something here for you. I got something here for you. You're going to love this. So many people 
think that heaven is far away. It's not on earth as it is in heaven. We're bringing heaven to earth, folks. Great video here. Roll it. Sometimes we think about the kingdom of heaven as a place later, as a place in the future, as a place over there that we forget that Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is right here. The kingdom of heaven is now. The kingdom of heaven is today. Friends, what if our faith is not simply to lead us to a better world later in heaven, but what if our faith is meant to create for us a better world here and today? Yes. What if our faith isn't about escaping from our present problems in this present life, but about transforming this world into something more heaven-like? Maybe this is what Jesus meant when he prayed, your kingdom come, yes. your will be done Yes. on earth as it, as is, it is in heaven. Amen. I think what that a sometimes... powerful, powerful video. That is exactly right. And that's what I was trying to talk about yesterday uh, when I was talking about paradise on earth forever. You bring it here while you're here. And when you go to the new one, you got it while you're there too. I mean, peace on earth. Isn't that what the Christmas songs say? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. I mean, wow. Just wow. Uh, all right, I want to get to the verse of the day today. So for all you who are watching and you have your Bibles, please open up your Bibles, if you will. And we're going to open up to Ezekiel today, Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36, 24. I'm giving you there a second to, to find it there. Ezekiel tw uh, 36, 24. For I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in in you I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws then you will live in the land that I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and you and I will be your God. I will save you from, your, from all your uncleanliness. I will call for the grain and make it plentiful and will not bring famine upon you. I will increase the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field so that you will no longer suffer disgrace among the nations because of famine. When all that's done, then you will remember your evil ways and your wicked deeds, and you will loathe yourselves for your sins and detestable practices. Hello, right here, right? Think about who you were. Think about who you were compared to who you are now, and tell me that you don't loathe your past self for your sins and the, and the detestable 
practices that you engaged in. I want you to know that I am not doing this for your sake, declares the Sovereign Lord. Wow. This is what the Sovereign Lord says in 33. On the day I cleanse you from all your sins, I will resettle your towns and the ruins will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be, a cultiva- will be cultivated instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass through it. They will say, this land that was laid waste has become like a garden of eating. The cities were lying in ruins, desolate and destroyed, and now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations around you that remain will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was destroyed and I have replanted what is desolate and I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. Folks, the Lord's promises, you can have hope in them and trust in them. You can have faith in them. They are going to come to pass. And the Lord's promises in your homes, in your lives, in the lives of your children, in your loved ones, as long as they are giving their life to the Lord and as long as they are making the Lord part of everything that they do. Remember, waking up and those things that you do when you get up, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I will make sure that I put God in every single one of my thoughts so that my thoughts are pure. I will have patience on the Lord. I will wait for him to make a move. And when he makes the move, then I will then make the move. When I move, you move. Just like that, right? When the Lord calls, I, his sheep, will hear him. I will know it's him. Then I will do what he needs me to do. And when it's all said and done, ladies and gentlemen, I will receive the light and the love and the salvation that God has promised me through what Jesus Christ did on this earth. (laughs) Hello? Incredible. Incredible. I want to read for about five minutes, now nah, maybe about three minutes, from How to Bring Your Children to Christ, a book by Ray Comfort. <clears throat> Blessed is the man. In Psalm 1, Scripture gives us a clear picture of what godly person should look like, as well as, reward, as the reward of this godliness. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that brings forth its fruit in its seasons, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Let's meditate on the verse to truly understand their meaning and consider how they apply to parenting. God says that you are blessed, highly favored, if you don't listen to the world's advice. If you are tempted to heed the counsel of the ungodly, consider that the world's experts... Believe mankind evolved from monkeys. A little thought on our part should help us see why it's wise not to listen to their ramblings, but rather listen to what the creator has to say. The fruit of the world's godless advice is seen in the headlines of the daily news every day. Their counsel may sound right, but so often it proves to be wrong. For example, the world says that if you love your children, you will never physically discipline them. It says to seek alternatives rather than 
inflicting physical pain. In the book of Proverbs, written by the wisest man that ever lived, God, God's word gives the following counsel. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. And it says that in Proverbs twenty-two fifteen. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Proverbs 29, 15. I want to thank Rosa very much for the $250 Christmas gift. And I want to tell you that my wife's eyes were brought to tears when she saw the Christmas gift that you sent. And I hope you have received yours. If not, you'll receive it any day. We love you and God bless you. It's commonly said that he who spares the rod spoils the child, but God's word actually puts it more strongly. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Proverbs 13, 24. So there's your choice. Listen to what seems right or do what God says is right. As parents, we should always do what the word of God says to do. And often it's not easy. Applying the rod of correction, often called the board of education, to the seat of learning takes resolution as well as courage. But love will do it. The Bible says that in doing so, you will save your child from hell. Proverbs 23, 13 and 14. And what parents want their child to go to hell? We should value the eternal welfare of our children rather than our own temporal anxiety when it comes to applying discipline. Now, obviously, don't beat the tar out of your children, but sometimes a little smack on the butt, a little grab of the arm, probably not a bad thing. You know what I mean? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting to that minute uh, that we are going to be done, and I have a great song to finish with you guys on. So God bless you. Merry Christmas. I'll see you at 11 for Live from America. Mike Crispy and Unafraid is coming up next, but this is the last Rise Up before Christmas. Show this to your families during Christmas. It would be a great way to start the day. I love you. God loves you. Eli loves you. LFA family, we are just getting started. God bless you guys. Have a great Great Christmas, and I'll see you for another Rise Up on Wednesday of next week because we have the day after Christmas off. Of course, I might do a Rise Up. Maybe I'll do a Rise Up. I'll let you know on Live Up or Live from America. Maybe I'll do a Rise Up the day after Christmas. Anyway, guys, I love you. God bless you. Have yourselves a wonderful Merry Christmas.
go. 